nobodies. Welcome back to the Introvert City, where we discuss culture, media, and faith from the perspective of an introvert's complex mind. How are you today? I'm so good. I'm, I'm so really good, good too. I'm, I'm pretty good. This episode's gonna be fun. Yes. Yes. I'm hype. So we thought of doing an interactive episode. Yes. With some, with some of our viewers. Yeah. So today we decided to do. Uh, hot takes from our viewers. Yes. So both of us put up on our story, um, give us some hot takes, some unpopular opinions. And I was cracking up at some of these responses. Unpopular opinions. Because some of them are a little bit theological and serious and some of them are like, of course you no, 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 no. One of them is theologically serious. (laughs) Okay. But that one's going to take us a bit to get through. Okay. So. Let's just skip the small talk today and get into it. Let's skip the let's let's skip the small talk. Get to the to the long. Get to talk. the meat. Isn't that what introverts like? The meat. I like meat. Okay. <laughs> so we actually wanted to stop. That's so stupid. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Okay. We actually wanted to start with some hot takes from us. Yeah. So let's get started with that. All right. I guess I'll go first with my. Opinion, are you ready? Maybe this is dumb, and maybe this... It is dumb. Whatever. (laughs) I think that sleeping with socks is superior, as opposed to sleeping without socks. And here's why. Here's why. Everyone is like, you need to sleep cold. You sleep better when you're cold. No, because when I'm cold, I have nightmares, and I keep waking up because I'm so cold. And the entire time I'm trying to fall asleep, I'm thinking about how my feet are cold. My piggies need to be warm before the rest of my body can get warm and comfortable. So if I'm not sleeping with socks, I get into bed and like my feet are cold and then the coldness spreads up through the rest of my body and I hate it. I can't sleep unless I'm warm and comfortable. Some people just sleep in like shorts and bare feet and that's it. And I don't understand that. Uh, I sleep in shorts and bare feet. I don't understand. I disagree uh, very much so. But honestly... Part of me feels like this conversation goes back to the whole, would you rather be hot or would you rather be cold? And for me, it's like... I hate that debate. When you're cold, you can always just put on more no, layers. No, I'm tired of people saying no, that. No, but it's true. No. No, you hate honesty. Excuse so it's me? like, <laughs> when you are hot, once you're like naked or in like, you know, just a short, like shorts and a t-shirt, what, what are you going to do? Peel your skin off? Like, what are you going to do when you have four coats on and three pairs of pants and five socks and you're still cold and you can't walk around because you're in so many layers? First of all, we live in Pennsylvania. There's no way you're ever going to like. All right. And what if you don't live in Pennsylvania? (laughs) That's pretty privileged of you, Seth, to assume that everyone lives in Pennsylvania. Okay. first of all, we're not going to do the whole. Oh, you can just get if you get five socks and you can't put on your shoes, you can wear like. Really, really thick socks in like Alaska, okay? And by the way, who lives in Alaska? And your feet will right? still be cold. That yeah, but if it's in like Alaska, sure. But in any no, in if most I'm of the in parts Pennsylvania the, and I'm wearing thick socks, my feet are still cold, okay? Then put on two pairs of socks. But then my shoes don't fit. Do you see the problem? I mean, I guess I see the problem, but at the same time, if you are no, too hot, okay, it's always better to be too hot because you can stop anywhere and get free water. And you can pour it over yourself, and you're fine. When you're in a cold room, for one, I just sleep. I do sleep a lot better in a cold room. 
I just like it because I feel like when you're in a cold room and you have a really warm blanket on, that warm blanket feels almost earned and it feels really comfortable because now you're warm knowing that you're in a cold environment. But I'm not warm if my feet are cold. That's the thing. Well, yeah, but like, would you, would you, do you want to be in just a super hot room in a blanket all the time? Yes. Even in summertime? Like, how is that comfortable? With thick socks and sweatpants and like a, a sweatshirt on? How is that comfortable at all? Okay, of course there's exceptions in the summer. Like, maybe I'll sleep in a tank top and shorts, but I'm still going to wear socks. Yeah, but that that's that's still odd because so much heat, so much of the heat that's in your body comes out through your hands and through your feet. So it's like if it's if it's really hot and you put socks on, you're basically doubling your body heat. That's you're like so now you're going to be way more hot than you need to be. So are you telling me that if you're if you're really hot in your room and you already have your comforter off and it's not helping, but you have your socks and you're not going to take them off? Probably not. See, that's just weird. Uh, we'll skip this one. Okay, I disagree. I don't really know what else you want me to say. Like, I defended my position, and okay, well, I think I'm you're just being judgmental. Your position. Okay, you can say, "Well, you're the J. I'm an uh, I'm an F. You're a J. So, who's Bro, really you MBTI one? people? Okay, um, next up. <laughs> so, this is one that it's not my my opinion is the opposite of this one. Okay, but it's an it's a it's an unpopular. Or actually, it's a popular opinion, unfortunately. Wikipedia is unreliable. Now, let me explain to you why. How I see Wikipedia is that I understand you can go in and, like, edit and stuff. But it doesn't mean that just anyone can go in and put an edit in there and it will immediately just go through or not have to be looked at at all. And most of the stuff that is put and almost everything that's put in on, on Wikipedia, it's a big thing. You get really good general information. All the dates in there are usually approved by some type of bot or some type of AI. And usually it's a really good source to go on okay. if you're just trying to find general information. First of all, did you hear what you just said? What? That the information is approved by a bot or AI. You're saying the unpopular opinion is that Wikipedia is unreliable. But yeah. I think that's the popular opinion. No, that's what I said. I said, it's, I said it's popular. So your opinion that is unpopular is that Wikipedia is reliable. Yes, I believe Wikipedia is reli- is can be a reliable source. Okay, now, strong course, disagree. Now, of course, when it comes to things like writing really in-depth essays... And doing like really, really thick research. I hope none of your professors jump, hear this episode. You're go- <laughs> They're going to fire you. You're going to have to jump out of Wikipedia. However, if it's like a really, you know, a normal essay where you need general information for something or it's general information for one thing, I don't see why Wikipedia is a thing that you can't, you know, Wikipedia also states it's in all of its sources, all of its sources, its notes, it states all of it. It has really good references in there. You know, like Wikipedia is fairly pretty backed up and pretty reliable when you look at it. It's just that because it's such a big database of so many things, people tend to look at things that are big like that and just say, oh, I'd rather use this. Because when things get popular, people immediately want to just slam it and say that it's, oh, it sucks. It's unreliable. No one likes it. That's like the same thing with shows and movies and books and any form of media at all. Once something gets more popular than you think it should, then it becomes something that's not reliable or something that sucks. When in reality, it might actually be doing some good. Okay. It is very convenient because it's the first thing that comes up usually when you search something. But to me, that's a red flag. I don't like that Wikipedia is the first thing because it's like, here, just take this convenient article and you'll be all set for your research paper. Like, no, every time, maybe it's just that We've been indoctrinated 
by the school system to think that Wikipedia is bad. But every time I click on Wikipedia, I feel like I'm just receiving false information. I don't know. And I don't like what you said about it being approved by like a bot. That to me is like a big red flag. I want mine to be peer reviewed. I want mine to be reviewed by like a person. Well, yeah, but at the same time, let's be honest for our general people. Most people will crap on Wikipedia, but then if they find an underground source that says something that's true, they'll take that at face value and no, say, no, no. oh, that's way that's more true. reliable. Say, oh, that's way more reliable. When in reality, did you actually check all the sources they put underneath? Did you? Did you even check if it was peer reviewed? Did you check if it was e- if it if it was just edited by the actual company or by an actual person that wrote that? You know. So when you're not checking the sources, how can you tell Wikipedia from the Washington Post, from the Daily Mail, from I don't know any other source or news yeah, source or that's true. source at all? I think the solution here is that we need to treat every source with the same amount of skepticism, you know, even if it has a .edu or a .gov, like make sure that it's peer reviewed and that the sources listed underneath are also reliable and that it's cited correctly. Like we can't just go into research thinking that this one's bad and this one isn't bad. Regardless, I still think Wikipedia is not reliable, but that doesn't mean that what I'm saying is just because Wikipedia is not reliable, like we should go into other sources and also give it the same amount of criticism. No, yeah, and in in this case, in no essay, I don't think, unless it's a really basic, basic essay, should you ever be using just one source. So no, Wikipedia is not reliable in the sense that it's the only thing you should use or it should ever be just the only source you're going to use for an essay. However, it can be a reliable source that you can use right? if you're using it with other things and checking your sources. Right. Because, yeah, of course, with anything that big, there's always room for error. Yep. But there's also a lot of room for correct, you know, sources and correct resources and good resources. Well said. Yeah. All right. This is the first one from our viewers, which I hate. Bacon is overrated. Now, whoever put this, no. No, you're wrong. You're wrong and you're wrong. I know who put it. Should we keep these anonymous? (laughs) We'll keep these anonymous, yeah. Oh, I want to out these people so bad. Whoever said that? (laughs) <laughs> I disagree with you. And I first of all, I doubt you ever had bacon before. No, she has. I don't believe she has. She has. No, I don't no, I don't believe it. She's kind of right because okay, I know this person very close with her and she thinks that it's like an an American problem, which it kind of is. That doesn't mean it's bad. I think for one, I think you're wrong. And I think you haven't had right, the right bacon. But even if you haven't had the right bacon, I don't get how you can say bacon is overrated. What about bacon is overrated? Like, like what, what is overrated no, no, no. about bacon? I see where she's coming from. Like, she's right that America tries to put bacon in everything. Like, bacon-flavored ice cream, chocolate-covered bacon, like, that's not a thing. Let's stop trying to make it a thing. No, yeah. However, I still, like, I'm not having an egg sandwich if it doesn't have bacon in it. Like, I get where she's coming from that... Bacon is definitely a food that's like over pushed and people think they can add it to anything. However, it's definitely, I wouldn't use the word overrated. There are so many foods you can do that to. No, bacon like, is unique. Like 
Americans especially just no, but there, love no, their bacon. No, no, no. There are so many foods you can do that to, okay? Name one. So many, Chocolate, first of all. Chocolate. Most types of chicken. Most types of chicken you chocolate do that to. Chocolate goes with Beef. a lot. No, but see, that's another thing. But you could easily just say, oh, that's... Or you say that I can easily say what? Like straw, you can easily say, oh, but chocolate's a different thing. But chocolate does go with a lot of things. There might be a person out there who says, actually, chocolate's overrated. It shouldn't go on oranges and strawberries. To that, I would say, yeah, I agree. It shouldn't be on oranges. However, if you say you can't, you know, chocolate, it's overrated. Oh, no, it's not overrated. With bacon, it's like if you say that's overrated, okay. then it's like it's a different story. You know what I mean? I think with bacon, maybe, yeah, it is over. It is over. It is overused a lot, but I don't think that ba- that makes the bacon any less good than it already is. No, that's fact. I think bacon is still good. good. I think to say something is overrated is saying that something is. People say that something is way better than it actually is. Mm-hmm. No, I think bacon is amazing and bacon tastes awesome. However, I think that people do use like. There's no reason that there should be like you know, strawberry bacon or like bacon no, like. Like bacon ice cream. Oh my gosh, remember no. when we went to that one cafe that I won't out that was like known for their bacon? And I was like, ooh, maybe I'll step out of my comfort zone. And I got like caramelized bacon. That was your fault though. It was gross. Because the bacon was awesome besides that. that yeah. was your fault. But it was their fault for like trying to make bacon so innovative and inclusive and it can go with anything. Next one. This is actually from the same person. <laughs> she put in two. Low rise jeans are not an option. They're not. Okay. I have mixed feelings. Okay, well, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. They are. They kind of are. Being easily. <sighs> I don't like low-rise jeans because I don't think they look good on anyone. The only time I've seen them look good is on edited bodies on Instagram and TikTok that are, like, abnormally hourglass bodies. Like, two inch waist and then really wide hips like you know the ideal disney princess body i just feel like not a lot of in fact no girl can relate to that because those bodies are like edited like they're so obviously edited and it's really frustrating listen if you want to wear low-rise jeans freaking do it because you can wear whatever you want i don't like the way they look i don't think that they do good for anyone like, I just think high-rise, baggier jeans look – are just – I don't know. They're so much more comfortable, and you can do so much more in them. And, like, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Skinny jeans are fine. Everyone wants to say that we are throwing out skinny jeans now. No, skinny jeans are fine in certain scenarios, but they got to be high-rise. Your mom jeans got to be high-rise. Sh- high-rise shorts are their, their thing right now. I'm not – yeah, I, I would have to be in agreement with this one. Yeah. So, is this a thing for men? Do you guys, like, look at high-rise versus low-rise? Or do you guys just buy jeans? I mean, I just think that... I think men don't really care what type of jeans they wear, honestly. Yeah. Like, for me, I don't really care if my jeans are, like, you know, at the top of my at the top of my butt. Or at, like, you know, in at my waist, you know, up to my, like, chest. I don't really care. You don't care if your jeans are up to your chest? No, well, like, I care, but it's, like, for me... You know, there's never going to be a time where I'm going to walk out with my belly out with my jeans, you know, or, you know, wearing like a crop top. You know, there's never going to be a time for that when I'm going to do that. (laughs) That's a really popular thing in the gym right now. Do you remember the one scene from Karate Kid where he's training on the beach with Mr. Miyagi and he's in a crop top and like butt shorts? 
I don't know. It was a look. I think that for men, I just don't think that men. Well, okay. I can't completely say that men don't care if they're that they're. I can't say that men don't completely care if their jeans are like high rise or low rise, but I don't think that it's as much of a problem for men as it is for women. I don't think a lot of men care about it as much as like women do. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Honestly, it doesn't really matter to me with men. And also like ev- everyone just has different body types and different things look flattering on different people. But please let's not bring low rise back in the way that they were back in the early 2000s. Okay, next up. Uh, miraculous spiritual gifts. Gotta love that one. Okay. Yeah. So this person just said miraculous spiritual gifts. I'm guessing we're saying like, give us your opinion on spiritual gifts. Well, no, I don't think that's necessarily, I don't think it's talking about tongues or necessarily like speaking in tongues or about the spiritual gift of like teaching or knowledge. I think this probably more has to do with miracles. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. So like, if miracles can be performed in That's what I times. think. Because usually when someone says spiritual gifts, it's not usually miraculous spiritual gifts. When people say, usually when people are talking about tongues, right. they'll say tongues. Tongues. So I don't think this is about that. Okay. And I don't think we well, should do that. Well, this might be, I was going to say, well, now it's less controversial, but it actually might be more controversial. So the first thing that came to my mind, I don't know if any of you have seen the recent Jesus Revolution movie. I watched it with Seth first, and then I recently watched it with my family. And basically, if you haven't seen the movie, it's the true story of the uprise of Calvary Chapel, um, that whole ministry with all the modern churches. And the older pastor, Chuck Smith, is kind of having this younger, new, hippie pastor, Lonnie, take over his church. And Lonnie is preaching, and he starts performing miracles. And Chuck has a problem with this because he, he tells him to cut out the theatrics. And Lonnie gets really upset, and he says, oh, you're stopping the Lord's work. What do you do? You can't stop the Lord's work. You can't stop the Holy Spirit. And Chuck is just saying that it's over the top and that that's not what they stand for. And I was talking about it with some people, and some people were like, oh, yeah, Lonnie was definitely faking those miracles to get people into the church. I agree with Chuck. And some people were saying, no, well, some of them could have been genuine. I agree with Lonnie. And I don't know, (laughs) because... As Christians, we should not say that God can't do something. God can do anything. But the amount of people who have been proven to be faking miracles just for clout or just to bring people in under false authority, and a lot of people have who came from more charismatic churches have come out and, say it, and said that, um, they felt like they were being actually physically pushed over by church elders when the church elders caused them to fall down in the spirit. So like obviously there have been cases that have come out where it's been staged and that is wrong. I think that anything is possible and I think that God can use anything and anyone and that miracles are absolutely performed today. Maybe not in the way that they were in Bible times, but you know, there will be times when people in the hospital, the doctors come to the families and say, like, there's nothing we can do. This person is, like, going to die. Like, all of the science is pointing to their death. And then those people survive. That's a miracle, right? But that's not the same type of miracle, I guess, we're talking about as in Bible times. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And I think when the the, the, the the hot take spiritual guess is brought up, 
it might be talking about tongues. It might not be talking about tongues. I, I don't know. But I'm, I'm not going to focus on that because I see the word miracles. So I'm just like, it, it does talk, like Paul talks about it a lot in Corinthians, of course, in Acts, you know, uh, miracles are brought up, miracles are brought up like, you know, the man at the front of the church. Um, uh, and of course, all throughout the gospels, Jesus performs miracles. Um, and of course, there are also what people point at, but in Corinthians where it says, you know, things like prophecies will cease, tongues will cease, knowledge will cease, mm-hmm. you know, uh, ideas like that about spiritual gifts is what makes many people get to one side or the other. And you have some churches where it comes to you know, the more charismatic side of churches will believe that um, we do still have spiritual gifts today that speaking in tongues is still possible. Miracles are still possible. Prophecies are still possible. You know, all that. And whereas you might have the more, the less leaning towards uh, less charismatic churches that don't believe that spiritual you know, tongues happen today or they don't happen the same way that they did in um the times of the apostles. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, uh, not even just tongues, but all spiritual, all types of spiritual gifts. And that's, I think, a big debate that I think we will get into eventually. Because yeah. that, that, you could talk about that for days, honestly. Um, there could, we could have a whole series about that. But um, how I look at spiritual gifts, I do believe they're possible. Uh, I, I do still believe in spiritual gifts. I believe that God can use anyone to do anything. I, got, I think if God is moving in a room, God can make someone do anything and can make anything happen. Yeah. I totally believe that God can use anyone as a vessel. Do I believe that maybe we see it as often as as it did? Probably not because we like to give, you know, miracles another name nowadays. Um, But I do believe that it happens. I do. Right. I think God has revealed himself in different ways throughout the history of humanity. You know, he revealed himself in a lot of physical miracles in biblical times, I think because the people didn't have the references that we have today. Mm-hmm. You know, today we have access to the scripture with the swipe of a finger. We can have access to the entire um, the entire Bible on our phones. We have like, you know, there's like four Bibles at my house. I'm sure you have a lot at your house too. Like we are so privileged to be able to have quick access to resources to, you know, the the pages and piles of and of documents that scholars have done. Wikipedia pages. No. Anyway. No, that is not <laughs> what I'm talking about. But like people historically have not have have not had that privilege of had of having that access. So I think God revealed himself in different ways at that time. Here's what I think. Oh, go ahead. I also think that when miraculous spiritual gifts in modern day is brought up, that's when you also have to bring up, you know, a lot of televangelists, you know, and pastors online or, or you know, big the big movie pastors who have like, you know, t- 100,000 people at one sermon and they're like, you know, uh, telling people to, you know, they're saying, you know, like God, God is here. And then they push their hand and like 100 people fall. They bring someone on stage and, you know, they, you know, like make certain things look different. And a lot of those people have been called out proven to be fake and that type of stuff I think horribly tarnishes the idea of spiritual gifts in the modern day. So here's a conclusion that I'm coming to that I think you would agree with. So many people have come out recently to say that the miracles they witnessed were fake or staged and it's very unfortunate and it puts a bad name on the church and a tainted image of the church. 
um, I don't think it's our place to get between someone else and God. If God performs a miracle in someone's life, that person can testify to that miracle, you know? Um, and that, I think that should be personally, I think that's something that should be between them and God. I don't think yeah. that they should go and tell that to everyone because sometimes a, like a personal intimacy with God and something that special that God does for you, physical or spiritual is, you know, it's sacred. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we said, God is capable of doing anything, using anyone as a vessel. Um, and w- both of us do believe in the possibility of m- miraculous spiritual gifts, but it is between the individual and God. And we do need to be weary of people who are prone to fake that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. All right. And to another topic that's a bit more lighthearted. We know who this is from. <sighs> Drops of Jupiter is the best song ever written at Seth. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this for a second. I actually don't know the song, and I know who sent you this message, so just keep it between y'all two. Yeah. So first, for anyone who doesn't know, Drops of Jupiter um, is an early hit from the band Train. Uh, it's Many people say it's their best song. It's like their best written song. Um I really am not a train fan. Okay. <laughs> and the person who I've talked to knows this. Um, but I admit that this song is probably their best song. Probably is. But is it the best song um, ever written? No. Because <laughs> <to> ha- <laughs> that's like saying like, oh, a real like a a, a a rapper who I think, you know, is oh like okay or I don't really like like um Big Sean, you know? He, he does have a good album. He's made a good album. But even his best album is like Kendrick Lamar's worst, you know? Hmm. So, no, I think Drops of Jupiter is not the best song ever written. It's not one of the best pop tunes ever written. It's not even one of the best pop tunes in that year ever written. Um, if we were even talking about early 2000s, you know, pop music, there's even more generic stuff that is better than that. Like uh, that song by Hoobastank, you know, The Reason. Why are you acting like I'm going to know like, all of these? I don't know, you know any that song. of them. The reason to start no. a new and the reason is you. No. You know that song. No, I don't. Okay, anyway. Or that song, Hey There, Delilah. Even those songs, which many people consider to be pretty generic pop songs, are still better than that song. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad song, but no, it's not one of the best songs ever. Like, no, it is not. Unfortunately... Um, I don't think it's better than anything Simon and Garfunkel have written. It's not better than anything off of Abbey Road or Revolver or Rubber Soul. It's not better than anything off of Off the Wall. It's not better than anything off of Mr. Soul by Sam Cooke. It's not better than anything off of What's Going On or Trouble Man. It's not better than anything off of Extension of Man by Donny Hathaway. And there's more artists I can name and oh, more things I can list. Okay. It's not better than anything Kendrick Lamar has written. <laughs> it's not that. better than anything Tribe has written. It's, 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 it's. I literally can't contribute to this conversation at all, but I love how passionate you are. For me, my, my favorite song, my favorite track of all time, even though it tends to change, my consistent favorite track, and I've told you this, is Hit the Road Jack by Ray Charles. Yes. I love that song. I think it's perfect. Even though it's short, I think it's perfect. It's everything you want out of a really big, you know, impactful song, especially from that time period. It was ahead of its time, I feel. And I feel like it still sounds really great. Um, that and compa- comparing that 
in the same conversation as Drops of Jupiter by Train, or I should say that into bike, comparing that to Drops of Jupiter in the same conversation, it's like, you know, day and night. They're not even close. So no, I can't say if the if the if the best song ever written is like five times better than that song, then that song cannot be one of the best songs ever written, unfortunately. Take that. Probably more like ten times better, but unfortunately, I'm sorry, but buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not one of the best songs ever written. Okay. Good talk. I love learning about music that I don't know and have never heard of. We can do more episodes on that. But anyway. Okay, this next one um, made me laugh because it was written. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the next one is people who graduated from high school and still have high school in their bio need to get it together. Please. Period. Okay. Please. <laughs> so no, because I read this and I know like I read this. And I immediately went to my bio and I saw that I still have my high school in my bio. No. But I am allowed. Wait, hold on a second. And I'll tell you. <laughs> Do I still have mine? Seth is checking his bio. No, here's why I'm allowed to have mine in my bio, okay? I was a freaking quiet, shy, sheltered kid when I started in my high school, okay? And I really want this podcast to fly high and get big and get to a good place where we can, like, you know, like, this can be a career for us, hopefully. <laughs> and so I want people to look at my bio and know where I came from and know, hey, I went to high school with her. Now she has a podcast. That's cool. Or yeah, is, it's is that like, selfish of me? I don't know. I feel if someone really, like, I get it. There's a cute idea to, like, happy accidents or, you know, finding someone five years later on Facebook. But at the same time, I think that put, keeping your your high school there if a person knows you from high school, they're probably going to recognize you from your face. That's true. Right? Maybe I should delete it. Like, I think I should take it out. Is it still in your bio? Yeah. Oh. I have my high school and my college. At least I don't have my middle school, okay? Some people still have their middle school and preschool. <laughs> no. You guys need to get your life together. K through five. <laughs> uh. Okay. Uh, I kind of agree. I know who wrote this, and I love her so much, and she's so right. Because some people... Yeah, they just have a list of like all the places they've been. Some people just forget, and it's like I get it. If social media is yeah, not, like social media is not important to you, like that's fine. But like, if you're a person who uses social media, I get should, it together. I should, <laughs> I should get it together and take it on my bio. Get it together. I, think I actually think I'm going to after this episode. Okay, but super quick, I just had to go over this one. We are wrapping up, but I know exactly who wrote this. Someone just put cats over dogs, and I'm sorry, but me and Seth are both working with animals in our current job and we're going to have to disagree with you very hardly. Dogs very hardly, will very harshly. Dogs will always be better. They 100%. just will. 100%. There's I'm, no way like, that they can. I'm can't. sorry. Like, oh my gosh, this guy gave a whole speech. He was in my speaking class and he gave a whole speech on why cats are better and I disagreed with every single point. It was a good speech. Like, you performed it very well, but unfortunately you were wrong and you failed to understand that you can walk dogs. You can bathe dogs. You can cuddle with your dogs. Like, there's so much of a friendship bond with your dog. What am I going to do with a cat? No, yeah, for Tell real. Me. And most cats don't even really like, like, most people think that cats really like people and just want to touch them and stuff. No, they don't. 
They really don't. No. Most of the time, they really don't. Like, yes, not every single cat is going to claw at you as soon as you try and touch it. And there are a lot of cats that do like to be touched or picked up or held. However, there's also a lot of cats that just don't. Whereas for dogs, for the most part, they're going to be okay with you petting them. You know, there's some dogs, yes, that are a bit aggressive, but most dogs, even if they are aggressive, are not going to bite you right out. And it doesn't matter how your animal is with you like guests because some dogs are really aggressive with guests some cats are really aggressive with their guests them it matters pet to owner that relationship and yeah. dogs are always close with their owners like ellie the dog my dog ellie not she my best literally friend ellie. she well my dog <laughs> is my best friend but i also have a best friend ellie anyways my dog is my best friend um <laughs> my dog was born in 2017 stop Hashtag ellie uh, is no, that in your what bio as well? Ellie? Is your dog in, in, as no, birthday in your bio? Uh, no, <laughs> I'm literally going to go clean out my bio after this. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. But uh, Ellie literally hated me. But she loves you now. But now she does, yeah, because I've, you know, I've come out, I, I regularly come to your house. Yeah. But it's like Ellie hated me and Ellie still does not like most new people. <laughs> Ellie barks at a lot of people. Like if it's someone who doesn't come to your house often or someone who like you don't really know, mm-hmm. Ellie does not like that person. Yeah. But... Like my grandparents' dog, Duchess. Hi, Duchess. Hi, baby. Duchess is so nice to everyone. Duchess barely even barks. Literally like the dopest dog I've ever met. And I'm not dissing cats. I There are some cats that I have a special relationship with, and I love them. But if you're telling me that they're superior, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. However, I do feel like really bad because the stray cat problem is really bad in the U.S., and it does make yeah, me really sad. Like there's a lot of so there's so many there's so much like abuse in, like especially in cats that more than you would think. Right. And so many cats are just left out. Cats that have so many like back like bacteria or so many problems. Yeah. Because their owners either let them out or didn't care enough, and their cat got out without them knowing. Yeah. And it's like so many cats are out there like. That is you know, so sad. And it, and it is really sad. We need to do better. Like, me and um, you know, a person I work with. We go help volunteer at this um, cat place just once a week, just for like an hour or two. And so many of the backstories of cats are so sad. Like there was one time where they literally brought in a baby cat that was like dying. Mm. It's really sad. Like because so many people just leave these cats and when they see especially a stray animal, they're like, oh, it's not like they're people. You know, what, 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 what are like or get away from me. But in reality, that's that's part of God's creation. Okay. And it's still True. it's still a living being. Like we were given authority over animals to protect them and to love them, so that's what we got to say about that. L- okay, last one is that Chick Fil A chicken is mid, and we're not going to talk about that one because you're wrong, and Chick Fil A is number one, and Seth agrees with me. It's right, not Seth? number one, but right, it's Seth? good. Right, it's not. It number is number one. one. Anyways, with that, we hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. Popeye's chicken sandwich is better. Okay. <laughs> In every way, Popeye's chicken sandwich is better. No. Okay, you guys, we'll be back next week, and we're actually going to have a special guest, so you don't want to miss out. Next week, we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. We'll be back next week.